Alrighty. Welcome everyone to another episode of High School Robblers, your regular review of games by us at Allen One. I'm your host, Luke Anders, and I'm joined today with my colleagues Ethan and Brad. How are you guys doing? Doing well today. Great to be with you, Luke. And let's talk yeah. about some games. Yeah, happy you guys are here. Ethan, how are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. That's good, as always. As always. Awesome. So, this week, uh, as you might notice, I was watching uh, on the video format, we actually decided to play Phasmophobia. Now, this game is quite a bit different from our last episode on Hades. Uh, this game, not a roguelike, multiplayer, scary, and quite frankly, it's uh, a lot harder. It's a lot harder. Yeah, a little spoopy, you know? And, um, but it is, uh, Phasmophobia is still pretty, it's a pretty good game. And the reason why I chose it is to show off the trend that we've kind of started to see in video games that are, we have a bunch of uh, indie studios going and making cooperative horror games. And uh, Phasmophobia became really popular. It came out in uh, 2020. Uh, that's when it was uh, released to everybody. It was actually made by a solo developer in the beginning. Just one guy made this game. Uh, eventually, it's expanded to four people. Uh, Kinetic Games is the developer right now. And they went out and... Uh, but, you know, originally, there's one guy. His uh, tag was D-Niter. That's his name. Uh, he went out and made that game. And it actually kind of blew up it, uh, in 2020. It became really popular with streamers, uh, especially due to its release time so around uh, Halloween so it was a really fun t uh, fun place for content creation. But uh, the game itself is uh, considered one of the best cooperative horror games that's out there on the market. There's a couple that have tried to copy it or, you know, not copy it per se, but like kind of similar. The, is but, it on the, the Wikipedia list of best games? <laughs> it is not on the Wikipedia list of best games of all time, no. Best it horror is not games? On there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, let me, let me take a look real fast. Maybe there is a Wikipedia page for that. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if there's a Wikipedia for best horror games. If it's not on Wikipedia, it's not, it's not true. On, yeah. <laughs> uh, nope. The only thing that there is, the only list there are, are list just list of horror games, which you know. So it made that every list? horror game. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I guarantee it made that list. <laughs> Okay, sweet. Unless it hasn't been edited. So it's on a Wikipedia list. Yeah, yeah, it's right there, it's right there, <laughs> boom, yeah. Phasmophobia, first person, kinetic games, Windows, yep, 2020. <laughs> yeah, so Phasmophobia sweet. is on this massive list, so at least it's on a list, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, a lot of other games have come out that are uh, similar to it. Demonologist is one that recently came out that I haven't played yet. Uh, I've seen a couple people play it, and it looks... Looks very intense. A uh, little less on the uh, the detective side and more on kind of like the the horror macabre vibe or whatever. But um, Phasmophobia was the one that kind of started it all, and especially Phasmophobia became really popular due to its uh, proximity that feature, which we had a wonderful time with. Um, it that 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 feature allowed for um, you know content creators and uh, players to talk with each other in game but also have those kind of realistic moments where you hear screaming from the other room 
rather than just you know over discord it's the same it's the same volume all over but having those that muffling or the distortion is what really really kind of set it apart and it became a standard uh following the release of phasmophobia so um that is really about all i have regarding phasmophobia as of right now let's get more into what you guys felt so we played it for about two weeks now uh Couple, we played it a couple times. We got a nice recording out of it too. Um, how did you guys? How did you guys feel about it, Brad? What? How do you feel about phasmophobia? What was your like initial thoughts playing the game? Man, my initial thoughts were confusion. I was so confused starting to play the game. I, I died a lot. I didn't know what I was doing. But the more I researched and and leaned on other friends who play the game I really came to appreciate the 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 depth inside of it and and look and that was something that really stood out to me was how much had gone into the thought into it and the thought that it took to excel at the game nice uh and you you didn't play the tutorial did you you just jumped straight into it I jumped straight into it. Okay, yeah, that that, that would make sense why no. you weren't one hundred percent sure what to do, but you know, you you had people there to tell you what to do, and that's kind of basically what the tutorial does anyway. I don't uh, need th- instructions. That's right. <laughs> None of us do. None of us do. Um, Ethan, though, how how did you feel about it? Uh, I thought it was great. That's that's a different type of video game than I'm used to playing. I do not play generally. I'm trying to think. Games with proximity chat is new for me. Um, a lot of fun. It's always just been finicky to set up, but now that I have it set up, it's like awesome. I don't know. I think that's a really cool feature when obviously one of us would die and then you you happen to come to the room and you hear them shouting as they're dying and then you, <laughs> you can't hear them anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely different than what I'm used to playing. And skipping the tutorial was... Um, an interesting <laughs> decision, but <laughs> we are we're really bad at the game. For the record, we are very bad at the game. Uh, I do think we know what we're doing a little bit, even though we haven't played the tutorial. So, yeah, no, a lot of fun, a lot of fun, especially with friends. I, I never, I didn't try it by myself or with random people, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely it's a much worse to me. It's a much worse experience just by yourself because you're constantly having to run back out to the van and get different tools to figure out what ghost it is. And at the same time, if you die, you die. Like, you lose everything. Whereas mm. if you got a bunch of uh, your friends there, you know, you still have a chance to discover what the actual ghost is. So, uh, for those who don't know, I should say, Phasmophobia is a game where you go and with your buddies, uh, up to four players, you uh, enter into... Some type of haunted site, whether it's a house, a farmhouse, or you know, a campsite, and you use all these different tools to go and figure out what the ghost is. And as of right now, um, there are twenty-four different ghosts that you can find in Phasmophobia. Each of them with different, um, slightly different gameplay mechanics, depending on like what tools they can use to their disposal. The poltergeist can throw a bunch of things at you. Um, and then, uh, there's a couple other ones where they are, they can move really quickly or, uh, some of our, are really 
sensitive to temperature and fire. Others are uh, affect your electricity or electrical gadgets a lot more. And so there's a there's a lot of variety in the ghosts. I mean, the, the overall premise is always the same. You know, if if they start hunting and they get you, you die. But um, it's it's cool to find to see all of the different types of ghosts they have with all the different evidence they have and adding one piece of evidence uh creates so many different types of ghosts that it could be so i really uh i'm impressed with phasmophobia in the large catalog of ghosts that they have and the amount of um locations they've added now i started playing phasmophobia back in 2020 um i didn't play i didn't have really anybody to play with so my experience with it wasn't amazing, but they've added a lot since then. They recently had their big Ascension update, which brought with it, um, you know, a new progression system and stuff, which we we experienced firsthand that transition from the, the older, slightly older uh, system to what they have now. And that was a interesting change. Um, don't know how I personally feel about it, but, um, you know, it's a... It's just a step in the direction of the game development, and I, I can't wait to see how it continues to develop and process. Uh, but going into back to you guys, uh, compared to Hades, you know, our first game, how did you get like how, how do you guys feel like this compared to Hades reg in regards to how friendly it was to approach? You know, how approachable was it as, as somebody who hasn't really played a bunch of video games? How was this for you guys? Um, honestly, it was, okay, I, I really don't know how much of it has to do with us skipping the tutorial, truly, because <laughs> I would say, okay, but even with the tutorial, um, this game is a little less straightforward, um, just because of the way that it's designed, whereas with, with Hades or another game in the roguelike genre, it's like, oh yeah, you're clearing waves like you're going as far as you can you're killing people that's like the objective and then there's all these other little things sprinkled in with this game it's more like oh you're a detective and you're figuring stuff out you know what i mean and so there's a lot of room for error and the joy of discovery okay <laughs> but <laughs> joy of discovery. um yeah a little less straightforward a little less straightforward than hades okay. objective wise yeah yeah for sure for sure, Brad. What about you? Yeah, so it's it is a little less intuitive, but it's meant to be that way. Um, that's how the game was. That that's where the joy from the game comes from. That's the joy experience, the joy of discovery. Um, you you hobble your way through it, and as you figure things out. <laughs> Love the plug there for the for the title. <laughs> As we hobbled our way through Phasmophobia. Hobble, hobble was the, the word that came to mind. Yeah, how many times did you die? Like a lot. <laughs> I, I'm guys, I'm I don't think I experienced the screams. Because yeah. I was always dead. Yeah, yeah you, we experienced yeah. your screams always. Yeah. Yes. yes. When, right. when Ethan brought that up, I'm like, I never heard anybody scream. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. that's because nobody else died. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, we Brad, died after. Brad was you. always Brad was always the first one dead whenever somebody died. It was pretty fun. We'd be walking around. Yeah. The the best part I think about phasmophobia, if you really like, you know, turn off Discord and you just use the 
game chat is when you're using the procs chat and, and nobody's around you. So then you go to click on the, the walkie-talkie that they have for the global chat, and you ask, hey, who, uh, Brad, are you there? And then silence. <laughs> Brad, are you there? Silence. You're like, oh, no. And then e- e- Ethan will go so like, yeah, I think you got him. <laughs> and you'll or, turn a corner, and then there's the body. <laughs> or, or or Brad is eating chips and doesn't That's... know how to use the walkie-talkie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a toggle. There's a toggle feature for the, push, for the voice chat. Which uh, I'm pretty sure we told Brad to turn on, <laughs> and for some reason he wouldn't toggle it off. <laughs> Which, fun fact, maybe that's why you died because the ghost heard you chomping on the chips. That is a thing. That's actually leads me to my other thing about phasmophobia. Um, the other thing, besides the proximity chat that it kind of normalized, it actually used voice recognition software so that you could talk to the ghost. It wasn't just picking up there's there's a tool in there called the spirit box where you can it'll the game will use your mic for you to talk to the ghost. There's actually specific questions you can ask it. Um, and the game using the voice recognition software will actually pick up on what you asked and the ghost will respond accordingly. You know, sometimes it's not perfect, but um, like there's specific questions you can ask like where are you? Sometimes it will say here or sometimes it will say far. You know, and things like, yeah, it's spooky. Marco. Mar- yeah, Marco Polo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they got to implement that, I bet. Uh, that would be hilarious. Marco. Oh <laughs> Polo. But, <laughs> it's terrifying. But, it would be terrifying, especially if it was just, it never responded. Then suddenly it was like, Marco. And then Polo. the hand come up across the screen. <laughs> Polo. Oh, man. Yeah. One one of the other things I loved about it is with the proximity chat, you could mess with your friends. That's true. <laughs> they don't. Brad, you there? Brad, you die. You can just ignore them. Yeah. And then and then spook them. Yeah. <laughs> just pop fun. out of nowhere. Always felt when you when you'd hide or you'd you'd make a noise by clicking on a locker or something. Yeah. And yeah. You did time I remember me. I was hiding like in the locker or by the locker. And you're like, do you guys do you guys hear that? And I'm like, oh man, I'm downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> or I just yeah. didn't respond. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, that was a good one. But yeah, that's uh, it, like like the the fact that it uses the voice recognition software. It's, it's so, all these different tools are so ambitious. From you know a solo developer, now they have four people, but four developers, but like all these different tools that you have to bring into the game, um, and all the different. Uh, like tools that you you use in, as a player to discover what type of ghost it is, they're pretty complex. You know, there's a lot of things that you have to do, and uh, like the way the, these different evidences all interact and also you know overlap for you to kind of find eventually deduce what the what the ghost is. It, it's impressive. the The game itself is super impressive. Like graphically, it's not the most amazing. Um, like the animations aren't amazing. Uh, they don't blow me out of the water, but like the, the, the core gameplay of Phasmophobia is awesome. It's astounding how, how complex it is. And like what Ethan was saying, you know, if you read the, (laughs) if you read the little board in your van, it tells you one of the optional objectives is to discover what ghost it is, you know, like, like you don't even need to find out what it is now you want to obviously it's part of the game but 
what's it's crazy how you can go into a level and leave it at any time. You can hop in there and just say nope, and then pop right back out and end it. <laughs> and you and you survived, and you kept all your stuff, and like you probably didn't make any any money or earn any experience from the level. But the fact that you know every other game that we normally play has a very straightforward objective, like, like Hades, right? You would go through and you would either play until you beat the final boss or you died. That was it. There's no backing out once you started a run. Uh, unless you hit, you know, quit, but that's totally different. Uh, whereas Phasmophobia, as part of the level design, you know, start the game, pop on in. If you pick up, like, just a couple pictures and a bone and don't gather any other evidence, you can leave with some experience, and you can slowly grow that way if you want. So the game, and the game really allows you to kind of choose the difficulty that you experience uh, in as far as, like, you know, the threats, because... The longer you're in the game, the longer your sanity decreases. But that's what allows, like, that, you know, so you can, if you're wanting the game to be a lot more scary or there's a lot more danger involved, you know, you just stay longer. And the longer you stay, the more your sanity decreases. And when that happens, the more times the ghost will hunt. And so uh, you really, you as the player, it's not totally apparent until you realize that you have all the control and how dangerous you want the game to be, and therefore the risk you have, but also the reward, you know? The longer you stay, the more evidence you'll probably get and find out what the ghost is. So, it's a really unique game, and that's why I chose it. Well, that's why we chose it uh, to talk about, because it's it's a game that, you know, for new players, or people who are new to gaming, it's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be weird not having, like, a super fixed ob- objective, you know, use this and this to find this. Instead, it's here's all these different tools. Not all of them's going to work. See what you can find, and hopefully we can figure out the, the ghost, which I don't think we ever did, right? <laughs> I, we, we, we did the fir- We did the first time we played, but the, okay. did the, we? the other couple times. I think we did, like once or twice. <laughs> we maybe. got skunked. But it, yeah, it was our, when the, the other update. Session we had. The last one we played, we did not discover the ghost once. <laughs> not yeah. once. Once. It, it was bad. It, it was it was it was, <laughs> was pre update and post up pre update we found we but post update we we couldn't find the ghost type ever. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe it's because we didn't participate in the tutorial, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Um <laughs> well, additionally, I think, probably uh, is. <laughs> it might it might be the tutorial, but it also might be, you know, pre update. You had better equipment going into it, yeah. Right, and you had like the nice EMF reader with all the little lights on it. Then now you got like the the the, the dinosaur that some guy dug out of the the VGA club or whatever, you know, just the audio video club uh, from like your high school from back in the eighties. They pulled that out. It's got the it's got this little dial going on, and it, you know it is probably going off by some guy's cell phone. You have no idea. It was it's it's. It, much harder to read and like the thermometer before you had the little nice little laser thermometer now you got some rinky dink mercury thermometer that your mom used to check when you were sick you know like that that those are the only things that you have and that might contribute as to why it was so much harder to figure out what the ghost was but at the same time you know that that change in difficulty and the change in the reliability of your uh tools really shows the progression system is going to be like it really wants you, really provides you that drive, I should say, 
to continue to play the game, level up, get better, um, get better tools, and that way it becomes so much easier. Like you get exponential growth in the game, and I think that's a really smart thing, and I think that's what they were trying to do with this uh, update. But I gotta say, when it resets everything, it's a little frustrating, especially you know it's probably easier for people who have put way more time into the game than even I have. Uh, but like it's it's rough going from having this nice actual ghost hunting equipment to the stuff you just found at like goodwill you know <laughs> yeah it, it definitely pushed us to progress like yeah <laughs> and and not getting the ghost type right we kept sitting there one more one more that's right one yeah. more yeah <laughs> one more and then our day's gone <laughs> but it was that's fun right. it was worth it yeah it's, it's yeah. interesting i will say that i think we're better at the game based on the last session we played, even though we never discovered the ghost, but we were better at the game. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's true. And I think uh, what was fun too is like, yeah, I think we got better at the game. You know, you, you saw how much more effective we were at gathering evidence. Right. And we, we would always, we always get like two down hundred percent. And it was always the last one that, the that threw one. us for a loop. <laughs> third but, um, yeah. Cause you got to have those three pieces of evidence. Right. But um, it was cool to see how much more quickly we could see the uh, us confirming, you know, this evidence type and then this evidence type. And then we'd always like back around and forth on what the third one was. We could never really figure that one out. Yeah. But, yeah. but we got faster and faster at it. And it just shows that over time, you know, uh, even if you're brand new to the game and skip the tutorial, you can figure it out. And the game, the game is fairly straightforward in that sense. And that, I think that's something to be appreciated as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a lot of fun. The, the frustration was, was fueled by want to, to overcome it. So it, it was a lot of fun and a great experience. Definitely. will be playing it more. Yeah. So, um, with you guys, what, um, just curious now, what was your, cause there's a bunch of tools that you can use in the game. What was your favorite tool to use? So my, my go-to was the EMF reader and the thermometer. And I had to have a flashlight, dude. Gotta have a flashlight. Luke, <laughs> yeah. Luke, Luke would go wandering through the dark or just oh, yeah. with his glow stick. I'm oh, like, yeah. what's this guy doing? Dude, I'm so I, lost. I can understand the glow stick. Maybe. Because you could ah, see, nice. you could see a little bit, and you can see, you pick up fingerprints and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I couldn't do without a flashlight. <laughs> I couldn't do without the flashlight. And when we had to relegate to the old flashlight, oh, oh it yeah. was rough. It was that rough. Was but no, so I always start with the EMF reader and the thermometer, because the thermometer would help me determine what room the ghost was in, and the EMF reader would help me confirm the activity. And it, they weren't the most fun to use, but they, I felt they were the most valuable to mm. us figuring out the ghost. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ethan, what about you, man? I was a, a video camera fan, just like in real <laughs> life in the game. It was right. fun to hold that thing, especially because of the night vision. So then you, like I'm looking at a tinier screen mm-hmm. of what I'm already looking at in the game. Right. It's kind of funny, <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know. That one was immersive, fun to use. And then, um, oh, what was the other one? Uh, 
I used the the radio quite a bit yesterday. Um, mm. You guys always took the good ones. You always. I don't know. You okay, always had ahead. the glow stick, and he yeah. always had the EMF reader. Okay, oh, which yeah. it's cool. It's cool, but I'm just the guy out here, like, oh, like, okay, I guess I'm picking up the video camera and I'm doing this. But hey, and, and the, the journal, important. and the journal, the, the journal, important. journal's rough. I gotta say, journal's pretty boring. <laughs> journal sucks. <laughs> J- journal's not really fun. You just put it down, hope, hope that the guy's gonna scribble down it and run away, scribble yeah. some sweet nothings down there, you know, <laughs> but nothing. Uh, we, I don't think we ever got any journal writing. You know, we we're just probably bad at placing. No, we it, did. But we did we on did once. I, uh, for sure. I think the first okay. session, not the other one, but yeah, for, first one we did. For, first session we played, we did. But the last one Yesterday, that we just played, yeah, yeah, it was it was not not there for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, the last time we played it was not yesterday. Um, but yeah, I think uh, my favorite definitely the glow stick because it's like a rave, you know, just. You, sh- you shake that bad boy up. You get that nice blue uh, thematic lighting going on, and when you see the when you see the fingerprints, you're like, "Oh my gosh, I got you!" 4K, like instant instant recognizable evidence. There, I love the glow. I mean, it used to be the evidence. Irrefutable, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yes. The I mean, the little UV light that they used to have, and you you will get as you level up, uh, was is cool too. Uh, I mean, I like it because it's. It's basically a flashlight, but then like you can see some cool evidence there, and they did just update like uh, how much evidence you can get from the from the UV light, so that's pretty cool as well. But I think that one's my favorite, and then uh, I don't know because I feel like that one really feels like a detective, you know. Like whenever you watch like crime shows and stuff, they'll they'll like they'll check for bodily fluids. You know, they'll be sweeping sweeping around, looking and seeing like. Or, or I remember also uh, Gordon Ramsay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, so so he he has he had a show called Hotel Hell. Who's Gordon Ramsay? Just for everyone at home he, who doesn't know who Gordon Ramsay is. If you don't know who Gordon Ramsay is, I will turn on on TV sometime. Uh, he's a uh, he's a, he's the British chef, right? Um, very kind of a hothead guy, uh, makes good food, but he reviews like kitchens, but he also, like he reviewed, he had a series kitchen nightmares, he reviewed kitchen, he reviewed, uh, restaurants. Then he also had one called hotel hell where he reviewed hotels in a similar fashion. And my favorite part is he would pull out the UV light and just <laughs> swing it around for everybody to see. And all the groans of, oh, gross, get that out of here. I was sleeping in that. You know, all of that is yeah. the funniest thing. And that's what I feel like when I'm when I'm doing the UV light in Phasmophobia. I'm looking around like, like Gordon Ramsay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Sh- yeah. Showing off like, man, this place is filthy. <laughs> it's great. I-, I love it. So that, yeah, that was definitely my sweet. favorite for sure. That's sweet. Awesome. Okay. Well. Uh, that is about all the time that we have for today. But um, on a scale of like one to ten, how would you guys rate Phasmophobia, and would you play it again? Uh, Brad, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm giving it an eight. Lot, lot of fun. It took some time to learn, but want to keep learning and want to keep playing. So solid eight. Awesome. What about you, Ethan? I'm gonna be a little bit more negative. I like the game, um, probably like a six six point five, because okay. um, it's fun. But unless you have like a, it'd be more fun for somebody who has like a very core group of guys that they play games yeah, with, and you sure. guys are my core group of guys that we play games with. But just naturally, 
you know, we're the high score hobblers. We're me and, me and <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I don't know, but uh, it's still fun. It's still fun. For sure. And I'm going to have to agree. I, I, I'm going to go about a seven, 7.5 for that exact same reason. If you got a core group of people to play it with, it's great. If you don't, if you're playing by yourself, you know, me personally, not my cup of tea. It's pretty complex. There's a lot of things you got to do. It feels almost like a chore if it's just by yourself. But when you got a nice group of people, and especially when you're like, you know, you're loud, you're vocal, you're using all the proximity chat features and all that stuff, it gets really fun. So uh, give it a try uh, for our listeners. You want to try it out? It's on Steam. It's on, uh, pretty sure it's coming to consoles if it's not already on there. Um, and highly recommend grabbing some friends and playing it. But thanks for tuning in and hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to another thrilling episode of High Score Hobblers, where we stumble our way through the wonderful world of gaming. If you like the podcast, consider following us on whichever channel you choose to listen to podcasts. Additionally, if you want to keep up with us on the latest news about High Score Hobblers or Alan One, consider following us on Twitter at Alan underscore one underscore games, Alan One Games on Instagram, or Alan One Inc. on YouTube. We also stream on Twitch at Alan One Gaming, where you can watch us stumble our way through our games. Finally, you can check out our website at allen-one.com for all of our related content. Tune in next time to get our perspective on other games as we hobble our way through this wonderful journey of gaming.